This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 189, the bonus episode. I call it Dude, Where's My Press Conference? Because we didn't get a press conference <laughs> as we taped today. Uh, again, hello to uh, political analyst Harold Michael Harvey for joining us. Uh, thank you again, Harold Michael Harvey. How are you today, sir? Doing well today, sir. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. And, and you know, thank everybody. We want to just thank you for... Uh, supporting the bonus episodes. Um, just a couple of quick points, and, and I really want to get your take on where we are uh, right now, uh, Harold Michael Harvey. Uh, 45 is expected to turn himself in from what we're hearing either Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is facing a $200,000 bail. Um, his lawyer, the Cheeseboro, uh, his, and I, I just call him Attorney Cheeseboro, Okay. Okay. He is. I think he's negotiated a one hundred thousand dollar bail agreement, and uh, I guess. And, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but typically the way it's done for anyone else, um, when police make an arrest, the arrestee is booked uh, into jail and must appear before the magistrate within seventy two hours. That's the typical way. But for this, because they've already been indicted, they're going to be negotiating their terms, which is what we're seeing now. Is that correct? Yes or no. Um, although they've been indicted, they still, uh, once they turn themselves in, you know, you still sit in jail and within 72 hours, uh, the state has to bring you before a magistrate uh, who will read the charges to you. And at that time, your counsel can request uh, bail for your bond. Um, you know, so th- this situation is a little unusual still. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess because of the um, well, there shouldn't be a reason for it, but I guess the reason for it is that um, uh, the, the 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 nature of the individuals who are being charged with this offense. Uh, for instance, if if the city of Atlanta uh, picked up um, someone speeding or or, or accused of um, an armed robbery and take them over to the Fulton County Jail. They'll have to sit there for at least 72 hours before they're brought before a magistrate and a uh, discussion about bond can be had at that time. You know, mm. so these uh, very rich, high powered political figures uh, are able to uh, go into court, pre-turning themselves in and negotiating a uh, the terms of their release and uh, the, the returns of their uh, surrender. Uh, to the sheriff and also the terms of their release from jail pending their first appearance in court. And and from what I'm hearing is um, there may not be any initial court appearance based on some of these negotiations. I don't know if that's for everyone, uh, but at least for for Trump and, and, and for and, and you're hearing Mark Meadows is attempting to uh, opt out of the local hearing for a federal hearing. Uh, because he doesn't want to be tried in Fulton County. What are you hearing about that? Uh, well, yeah, I, he has actually filed a motion. To, to, he's filed two motions. One, to uh, have his, his case transferred to federal court, um, alleging that he is, well, I guess it is true, that he is a, um, a federal employee. And because of that, that um, the, the work that he was engaged in with respect to um the, the Georgia vote count 
was uh, in performance of his duties as chief of staff for the former president. Uh, then he also has filed a motion to have his case dismissed. You know, Mark Meadows more than likely uh, cut a, a deal with uh, the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, which is probably why Jack Smith did not indict him in, in the uh, federal uh, uh, charges that he brought against Trump. Mm. Uh, he doesn't have the same deal on the state level with Barney Willis. And uh, so I, I think he doesn't want to get caught up um, in a trial where he could possibly be found guilty and have and not have the benefit of, of having um, immunity from prosecution. So he's moved to have the charges dismissed. He's also moved to have the case um, removed over the federal court, uh, which would give him a different jury pool, but the same prosecutorial team. You know, Fonnie Willis will still prosecute the case and she will still prosecute the case under the Georgia RICO statute and not the federal RICO statute. Uh, you know, so that there's some maneuvering going on. There may be some additional um, maneuvering uh, going on uh, as the um, defendants um, begin to turn themselves in and the court proceedings uh, actually start. Any, any truth to the rumors that the feds are looking at taking the case away from Fulton County? Well, the feds can't do that. I mean, you 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 know, it's a federal judge uh, that the case is will appear before uh, will make a decision based upon the facts, based upon whether or not it's justified. You know, one of the things that Meadows ha- has to do is to prove that whatever he did here in Georgia um, back in November of uh, 20, uh, uh, 2020 uh, yeah. was done as part of his duties as chief of staff for the former president. And it's not likely that he's going to be able to prove uh, that that the um, chief executive of the United States of America has anything to do with vote counts in any state in the union. Okay. Real quick, um, Fulton County Jail, as you know, is un- under a lot of scrutiny. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, Department of Justice is investigating uh, what's been going on. And, you know, you're talking and I mentioned this on the on the regular podcast, on the full podcast, that uh, there's 60 deaths between 2009 and 2022. Uh, you've had two die within the past few weeks, uh, three within the month. And uh, of course, you had the recent settlement with the mentally ill inmate who died of um, a bed bug infestation. And lice, I mean, and, and, and just insect-ridden cell. Uh, so you're looking at six deaths this year, uh, 15 last year, so 21 deaths within 20 months. And the, the, the jail is constantly working over capacity. Um, you're, you know, you've been in Atlanta for a while. Is, is this the norm? Well, you know... <laughs> You know, I, I, I practiced law for a couple of decades and I uh, had lots of clients uh, who were um, housed uh, in the Fulton County Jail over on Rice Street. And it, it has never been a pleasant place um, to, to visit. And, and no jail um, in this country is, is, a, is a pleasant place to visit. They all have their problems, but it would appear that Fulton County actually has more uh, 
problems with how they are housing people. Number one, it's overcrowded. And uh, number two, you don't have, because it is overcrowded, you don't have enough deputies to actually supervise the, the prison population. Um, and, mm. and so the, the, the guys inside and the young ladies inside of the institution are running it as opposed to um, the, the, the sheriff's department. And mm. so there, therefore, there's a lot of violence, a lot of people being attacked and beaten. And of course, the um, the bed bug infestation um, is is terrible. The, the jail is in um, in pretty bad shape. They actually need a new one. Hmm. Um, and I, I I would think that probably what Fulton County wants is uh, the former jail that was used by the city of Atlanta. But I I think the problem is the city uh, probably does not want to bring that type of element down into the heart of uh, downtown Atlanta. So, so, so and, and uh, the Justice Department is involved in investigating this thing, and so eventually there'll be a consent decree uh, entered into by the Fulton County Sheriff Department and the Department of Justice, and the, the Fulton County Sheriff Department will agree to, to make certain improvements, and, and there'll be a federal judge who will oversee uh, whether or not uh, Fulton County Sheriff's Department is adhering uh, and abiding by the the settlement agreement, and so um, that jail will be under uh, court scrutiny for quite some time. Um, you know, but I, I think the the solution to the problem is, um, uh, and I have to say this because I'm a Fulton County taxpayer, but the solution to the problem is to build a new jail. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think? Uh the defense will possibly use the mismanagement of the jail as a way of attacking the efficiency of, of Fulton County. I'm not saying, I mean, I've seen, you know, we've seen stranger things come from 45. I'm just curious if it's going to be an issue when it comes down to the trial. Uh, yeah, it may raise it, but, you know, it has no relevancy to um, the criminal charges against the former president. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's optics, you know? Right. But but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Let, let, let's switch gears. Um, Trump's lawyers uh, convinced him to cancel the press conference. You and I had initially, we, we, set this con- we set this talk up today to really talk the press conference, talk about the press conference. And now there's no press conference. Uh, in which he was supposed to quote unquote expose the truth. <laughs> what, what, what do you hear? What, what are your thoughts on this? On this, um, I, I say the theatrics of Donald Trump. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm disappointed that he didn't have the news conference. I, you know, he promised that uh, there would be a news conference that would, um, um, in detail, ex- explain why he was completely innocent and that the charges should be dropped. Uh, I was I was uh, interested to um, to learn what um, what justification he could come up with for his actions in that sense. Um, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that he didn't uh, have another news conference and dig a, himself a deeper hole that he eventually will somehow either dig himself out of or get buried in. Um, Mm. In county, so uh, to that extent, I'm disappointed. But you know, every time he talks, he he makes some admission 
against his interests that um, the prosecutors are just sitting around with that pen and pad uh, listening and taking notes and you know everything he says uh, you know that that, that Miranda warning um, you know you have the right to remain silent anything you say can and will be used against you mm-hmm. you know it will be used it, they tell you it may be used against you but it will be used against you and so we, we'll, we will see uh, he will see some of the um, uh, the claims that he has made in terms for his defenses uh, to these charges he'll see those again as the um, trial gets underway so do, do you think, I mean, let me, let me ask you, do, with, with, with everything you just said and the things that he's claiming, uh, when, when do you think we're going to get to a point to where the judges are going to say, look, one more word out of you and we're going to hold you in contempt? Well, you know, that, that word may have already been sent from the bench to counsel, because if you notice, and he's been very quiet for the last two weeks. And the, the last time he made some utterance um, and that may have been threatening to a potential witness is that he suggested that um, um, Jeff that, Duncan, that Jeff Duncan should not testify before uh, the, the Fulton County Grand Jury. Um, and and um, I, I, I think the word. If, you know, from Judge um, Chunking in D.C., mm-hmm. I, I think the word went out to his counsel um, I, that that uh, she probably thinks it's, their client is getting a little bit close to the line and that if he steps across that line, she was not going to have any mercy on him. You know, because he has been for the past two weeks, he's been uh, very quiet uh, in terms of making those type of allegations. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say, and, and one of the things, the other thing that's coming out of this, because a lot of the things he's saying is inspiring death threats. Yeah. Um, you've heard, uh, and, and, and the threats are piling up. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about, I think in the last episode, we talked about the Fonnie Willis threats. Uh, but Judge uh, Chutkin, uh, I think, just to give you an example, okay. One threat said, if Trump isn't elected in 2024, we're coming to kill you. Just point blank. And I quote, so tread lightly, bitch. End quote. Um, Her family is being targeted based on what's being uh, reported in the media. Uh, Basically, they've said, hey, we're going to target your family publicly and personally. Um... So at what point will, you know, again, I go back to that point. If if he says, because he's saying certain things that are skating the line, that's almost like a dog whistle to his folks to 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 push even further. And and you've already heard about one one MAGA brain who was taken out uh, a few. Was it last week? I mean, as we tape about a week ago, um, one of you know the most dangerous threats the guy was 76 years old you know uh, and basically posted uh threats on facebook and when they went to arrest him or question him on august 9th um to make an attempt uh he was holding a gun and they had to take him out so um you know that's why i say it's it's skating the line as he always does but it's influencing people to make threats 
Well, you know, he has a court appearance, I think, coming up on the 25th mm-hmm. uh, this week in uh, in the D.C. case. Uh, and, and I think that we're going to hear something from Judge Junkin um, uh, 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 about, you know, uh, those threats um, that came into her as, as a result of um, her uh, sitting over in judgment of this case. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think she's just waiting for to get the lawyers in court and she'll probably make some public pronouncement about um, what she perceived his behavior has been since the arraignment. You know, so we may we may see something from a judge um, putting him in check, you know, this week. Um, but uh, if not, some, I mean, you know, his he doesn't have to say very much in this charged um, uh, hate inspired environment that we now live in in, in America right. uh, in, in order to get his followers, um, you know, who um, who may not have the, the best mental health in the country to uh, act out uh, violently uh, because they, they feel that somehow uh, Donald Trump is being uh, persecuted unfairly. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing. Uh, he's opted out of the debate, basically. Uh, as we taped this week, there's a debate on Wednesday. He's opted out and he's also opting out of future debates. And what he's doing, <clears throat> you've heard probably, he's going to do a, an interview with Tucker Carlson and uh, basically count a program. <laughs> so so when the, uh, the candidates, the Republican uh, candidates are debating, He's going to be running the episode with Tucker Carlson right up against it. Um, what does that say to you? I mean, I, I mean, if I were a candidate, I'll just tell you, if I were a candidate uh, running against him, I'd be pissed off because he's got his lead is so far ahead. Um, and, and the thing about him being in the lead is he's got more to lose than anybody on that debate stage if he does debate with them. But there's nothing that forces him to debate. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, actually, it's a smart political move. I mean, he, he's ahead by 62 points over, um, I mean, he has 62% of the um, uh, uh, of the vote in, in Iowa. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's a, a shoe-in uh, at this point in time to win the primary. So why, why jeopardize that? I mean, you don't debate somebody that um, doesn't appear on the Richter scale just yet. And, and yeah. Uh, because the only thing you can do is give them an opportunity to gain some ground on you. Now, the the political strategy may backfire on him because he's not there. Somebody may shine, but you know, you know it's kind of hard to get someone to shine in this atmosphere because yeah. I would imagine what you will have is a few people like uh, Chris Christie, if he's in the debate, um, who, who, who um, will lamb blast Trump who will say that um, there's some problems to, in, in having a nominee of your party uh, who has, is facing so many uh, indictments throughout the country. Uh, so that would be one voice. And we know that that voice hasn't resonated uh, very well uh, with the mainstream of, of Republican politics these days. And then you have the other group that's going to be saying um, really nice things about Trump that he is being um, unfairly persecuted by the Biden um, 
Justice Department, which obviously is a total, totally is in, incorrect. Um, you know, Jack Smith is a uh, independent prosecutor, and uh, and of course, um, Fonnie Willis was elected by the citizens of Fulton County. You know, she didn't have anything to do with the Biden administration. Um, you know, so so you've got so that that's what's going to happen on that stage, and and to me, it's hard to see how you can get a candidate who can actually make some hay over the fact that the front runner is not at not attending the debate. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to step up for him. <laughs> what? You heard that, right? <laughs> I feel bad. You know what? I feel bad for people in Rome. I really do. Rome and Dalton, you know, this has nothing to do with you. I mean, it has absolutely nothing. She's doing nothing for you. If you listen and, you, and you're in those areas, Rome, Georgia, Dalton, Georgia, Georgia 14 is her district. And, and this has nothing to do with that. It's just amazing how they continue to send her to you waste know, their money and time. Go ahead. My wife grew up in that district. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it, it's unfortunate that those folks, um, you know, are being you know, uh, represented by somebody like that, but sad. Any last, last minute, last thoughts, final thoughts? Well, this is, uh, going to be another, uh, historical week, um, in Atlanta, Fulton County, Georgia. And, um, you know, we should, um, begin to see, um, um, many of the 18 people who were listed in this indictment, uh, began to turn themselves in. Um, and, uh, you know, when the date of the arraignment comes, the issues will be joined and we'll be off to the races, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, y'all. Episode 189 bonus episode. Uh, I'm going to call. I'm just going to call it, dude, where's my press conference? How about that? <laughs> we didn't get it. <laughs> but go to, go to HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Find all things HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Uh, thank you so much, Harold Michael Harvey, for joining us. We really appreciate it, and 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 I'm uh, and we're going to be on watch to see what happens either Thursday or Friday. We may come back and do something brief, but uh, thank you so much for you know for for jumping in and, and updating our audience. Um, also, you can go to castropolis.net. Uh, episode one eighty nine, the full episode is there. And uh, again, uh, Harold Michael Harvey, uh, let me give you uh, as uh, as I always like to give you your applause. <laughs> You know, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, with that, uh, the 189 bonus is in the can. Peace and power to the people, y'all. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Take care. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.